Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You, you meet someone in front of some sculpture of a dragon, and you're like, hey, woman in a Dr. Seuss hat, want to like have sex now here in the dirt? Like, because otherwise I'll never see you again. Like, because there's 70,000 people here. Um, and the girl in the Dr. Seuss hat um, would like say nothing because she was super high. Uh, and then I would continue on in my journey. Now, I'm sure most of you are familiar with the concept of catharsis, you know, the idea that if we watch someone else's tragedy, that we as the viewer experience an emotional cleansing or purification. And I've always thought it was weird that that more people aren't familiar with ecstasis, which is catharsis's cooler, hotter sister. Now, ecstasis is the feeling of, of total immersion of being, you know, time slows down and everything clicks. It it suddenly feels like everyone's breath and heartbeats are synchronized for a few moments. I mean, ecstasis literally means to stand outside oneself. And we, we experience this when we see a life-changing piece of art or theater, or if we're at the stadium and we see a buzzer beater or a walk-off homer and, you know, 20,000 people stand up screaming in elation together. You know, I, I firmly believe that it's the reason why techno music is so popular. And Burning Man is the epicenter of ecstasy. 
Because if Burning Man was just a camping trip in the desert where people did drugs and danced around naked, it wouldn't explain the positive mental health effects that burners experience for months after they return home. There's something much deeper and profound going on there. I think it's the ecstasis. Now, my friend Madison Perry knows all about ecstasis. Madison is a two-time Grand Slam winner for The Moth, and he decided to grace our humble podcast with his funny, heartfelt experience in the Black Rock Desert for Burning Man. I'm Will Sandy Crack McFadden, and this is Hashtag Storytime, brought to you by iHeartRadio. For anyone listening that doesn't know, Burning Man is this sort of counterculture festival that takes place 100 miles from Reno on this salt flat where there's just nothing but desert uh, for miles. And like 70,000 people go there at once and turn this like flat, empty desert into uh, like a tent city with all these camps and things to do and art exhibits and, and people dance and do drugs and do art and make love and meditate and do yoga. And it's just like this kind of hippie uh, party festival thing. And uh, so when I went, I was about 30. I had recently been dumped by my longtime girlfriend who I lived with. And I was like, I'm going to go to Burning Man, but I wasn't going to like heal or transcend or like learn capoeira. I was going to have sex. Like I'd seen pictures, beautiful women, scantily clad. It seemed like a very sexual vibe. And I'm just like, I'm going to have weird desert sex. I want to get sand places. Sand shouldn't go. I want to like make love to a woman wearing a wolf mask, both literally and metaphorically. Like this is my goal as I, I drove out to the desert. I'm glad that you you were honest with yourself with your goal. I feel like a lot of people, you know, have different lies that they're telling themselves when they go out there that that is their true, you know, motive and they're saying but like no, I want to find myself. And it's like no, you're going for weird freaky wolf sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we all that's what most of us want anyway, <laughs> deep down, freaky wolf sex. Yeah, come on. And so like I, I, it takes a long time to drive there and you're waiting this long line to get in and the whole time I'm thinking about it. And like I kind of – it just seemed like such a sexual place. I imagined like when I would get there, they would like check me in and they'd be like, did you bring your penis? And they'd be like, yeah, I got, it's packed. And they'd be like, perfect, just head that way. You'll see a pile of naked, horny women waiting uh, for the sex. Yes, the like, harem. So just go that way until I see a sex pile. They'd be like, yep, sex pile. Can't miss it. Like that's – this is how it works here. Um, so I went in with like very high expectations about the quantity and quality of sex I would be having. Yeah. And I got there and it, it was not as easy to get laid as I had imagined. It was, it was like very difficult for me. I like could not make it happen. And, and part of the problem is like when you're there, there's no cell phone or internet or dating apps. Like I, I was dating a lot at this point. I would use the apps. Like I was pretty good at dating and getting dates. But it was like there, it's like now or never. Like you, you meet someone in front of some sculpture of a dragon and you're like, hey, woman in a Dr. Seuss hat, want to like have sex now here in the dirt? Like, because otherwise I'll never see you again. Like, because right. there's 70,000 people here. Um, and the girl in the Dr. Seuss hat um, would like say nothing because she was super high. Uh, and then <laughs> I would continue on in my journey. And and, 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 and like there was a girl who was in the, the camp because you kind of camp with a group of people and you have your little place you sleep and place you eat and activities. And, and, and I got along with this one girl, but she was like, I don't look, and I, I'm not trying to hook up with anyone in the camp. Like, I think it's just, you know, don't eat where you shit kind of thing. And so like, even at this hedonistic de desert festival, this girl is following HR protocols. I was like, this is not what I expected at all. Um, there was a couple of times I came close to having sex. Um, I danced with this one girl for like 30 minutes at this like rave party thing. 
very physical. And then she pulled away and she introduced me to her husband, uh, who is a great guy, really nice guy. Uh, another woman just walked straight up to me at a party and licked my nipple. And I was like, well, this wow. must be on. This is, this is like, nope, led to nothing. That was just a handshake out there, I guess. Just nope, she, was, she's a, she was a cannibal. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I did not taste good enough to eat, apparently, tasting. or to have sex with. Uh, but she met me. And so I, this is kind of like for a couple of days, I just like, like nothing. I couldn't make anything happen. It, was, it just seemed like hard to initiate uh, anything with women. But I, I had this like backup plan. I'd heard there was a camp called uh, the Orgy Dome Camp. Uh, and they build a giant dome and then they throw orgies in it. That's like what they, they provide uh, to the Burning Man attendees. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Not a subtle name, really. Uh, and so. <laughs> How did you just find out about this on the third day? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a handbook that they give you and it has a list of all the things you can do. And, uh, you know, it's alphabetical. So it was a couple of days in right. before I got, oh, all right. The orgy got dome. To, oh, orgy. And so I tried to go. And I'm like, well, this is a can't miss plan. Uh, but I found out you cannot go as a single male. You can't just show up as a single dude. You have to bring a partner. You have to bring a woman with you, which like after the, in Russia, I'm like, of course, that makes sense. If you were allowed to go as a single dude, it right. would just be a long line of single dudes being like, when's this thing kicking right, off? Right, right. Where are the ladies at? Um, yeah. So I just like, I, I was sexually frustrated at Burning Man. There's beautiful, mostly naked women all around me. Nothing. I'm not making it happen. I'm not making it happen. But Right. I did have another great experience, which was um, drugs. I I tried drugs for basically the first time in my life. I uh, I was thirty at the time. I had I smoked pot a couple times, but didn't even like it that much. And just like had had a fear yeah. of drugs my entire like the dare program worked on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, I'm in. I'm here, George Bush. I'm fighting the war. I'm saying no. Like <laughs> I believe in this. Um, but at Burning Man, I was like, well, you know, I'm at. At this thirty, I'm single. I've just had my heart broken. I'm at this place. Let's 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 do some drugging. Um, and so the um, the camp that I stayed with, they had a tr- tradition that on the, the first day on Monday, uh, they had a tradition called Acid Monday, and uh, okay. similar to the Orgy Dome, pretty clear, pretty clear name. <laughs> yeah. On Monday, you do yeah, acid. Not a lot of subtlety. No. no. Yeah. yeah. Very on the. It's, nose. A good, it's a great way to kick off the week. Yeah, you know? it is. Like, like like all the beautiful traditions, the, the simple ones are really the ones that uh, that resonate. And so uh, that evening, yeah. uh, the the entire campus, which was, was uh, thirty or forty people, all did acid at the at the same time. And you know, I'd spent like my entire youth and, and young adulthood thinking like, why would people even do drugs? They're scary. There's all these consequences. And that night, I learned that people do drugs because they're pretty fun. They are a lot of fun. Right. Turns out, turns out I like LSD very much. Um, yeah. and so just for the whole night I wandered around and there's crazy things to look at and they're made even crazier, um, by the LSD. And I noticed that, uh, in addition to the physical effects, there was kind of like this emotional bonding, uh, thing that happened yeah. with these people. I was, there's like five people that I was wandering around with. And, and so I was not having luck sexually yet. And I, I wouldn't, but that night I bonded, uh, I fell head over heels in friendship basically with this guy yeah. named Brian. Who was this English guy? Deeper, a and, deeper, yeah, deeper love yeah, was formed. Yeah, than it was uh, very fast. He was like a non-sexual soulmate. We were just simpatico. Yeah. Um, and like yeah. that night, we were just always around each other, laughing at things. It felt scary if we were apart. We would go out to the bathroom together. <laughs> we would like tell jokes together. We would look at things that we didn't even know if they were there or not together. 
And then I thought it was like, well, this is like a drug thing, probably this. Uh, but they like, it like, it kept on. We like stayed attached all week. Like we basically did everything together. We would like share a beer and pass it back and forth. We started calling each other hubby. Uh, you know, like, do you need some more coffee, hubby? You know, where should we go tonight, hubby? Uh, at some point, the camp like voted us cutest couple because uh, we were just hanging out that much. What, um, a, what a twist it would be if, if he wasn't even real. <laughs> that would be. I mean, you can never tell. I mean, he was English, so who knows? Maybe he went back to the ether and, and not to, to London. Yeah, he could have just been a, a figment of the acid imagination. <laughs> yeah. It would also be sad if, like, my imagination it was like, uh, you came here to have sex. <laughs> Your imagination is not going to make a, a beautiful woman that you, you see. But No, yeah. Just, just this like, is what you need now. You need this, yeah. this really supportive English man. Yeah, you just need a, a charming English chap to make you feel good <laughs> about life. Um, yeah. And so we just hung out all week. And like, uh, I have many male friends I had before that, but like, usually in life, you like become friends with someone slowly over time. And it was just like, I feel like you're my best friend. I've known you three days. And, and so we get to the end of the week, have not had sex, uh, have not even kissed a girl, uh, but oh well, I met Brian. And at the end of Burning Man, uh, the, the name of the festival is because they burn a giant statue of this wooden man thing and it's like the biggest event yeah. and party of the week and and it takes quite a while because it's big to burn down but then when the last piece falls like everyone just kind of goes nuts and runs around and and like i got really caught up in it and i was like yelling and like i took my shirt off and i started running in a circle around the ashes and i was like howling and it was just like it was really a moment of like being <laughs> primal and like animalistic i was like i don't know where i am or what's happening but this is life and i'm living it I was on LSD again at this point, I should uh, mention, was probably right. part of the... Uh, I, I figured, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like kind of come to from this like drug excitement fugue state. And my first thought is, where's my hubby? Like, I've got to I've got to find him. And I had this feeling, like it was the last day of summer camp, and I had to like tell the person I had a crush on the whole summer camp that I liked them before we all went home. Yeah. And so I like went running into the crowd. I was looking for him in this giant mass of people. Just to give you a visual, I was dressed in uh, skin tight, bright blue pants and no shirt uh, and, and had face paint Perfect. all over my makeup. But like, that's me at the end of the, the rom-com running to find my hubby and, and fully tell him yeah. how I feel. And so I find yeah. him and Full I brave say, heart. yeah, basically yeah, I had the, I was ready for war. Uh, <laughs> but I was just a, a dude on drugs uh, at Burning Man. Uh, and so I find him and I say, you know, Brian, I have to tell you before the drugs wear off that I love you. And not even like he didn't take it as a romantic thing. It wasn't a romantic thing. Just like you're a, you're a human dude that I love. Um, and he, he said, yeah. thank you. And he actually started to cry a bit. He's like a bit of a crier. Uh, hubby is. <laughs> and then we had a nice hug and then, and, and, and we went on about our night and it's not like a, it might not seem like a big deal. Like a guy on drugs told another guy, he loves him. Uh, that happens <laughs> quite a bit. Um, and I didn't really realize it till afterwards, but it was the first time in my life I had told a non-family member male that I love them. And yeah. like, it just like the, the way I grew up, it like had a bit of a macho culture and I was super into sports and that kind of thing just didn't seem okay. Like it just seemed weird yeah. that you would be watching football and be like, Hey bud, I like great play. And also you're really special to me. Like I never did that kind of thing yeah. growing up. You know, I had friends that I loved and, and family members that I loved. And so even though I went to Burning Man, but like, I just want to get laid. Who cares about this hippy dippy stuff? Uh, but in the end, I was just uh, a grown man hugging another man, crying, saying that we, we loved each other and having an emotional uh, breakthrough. Um, so, did, did he say it back? Yeah, yeah. He said, I love you too, hubby. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just worried. I was worried he left you hanging. Yeah. There. Thank you. Thank you. No, he did. He did not. We're uh, still in touch to this day. He lives. He lives in London. So we're doing doing the long distance thing. But uh, he's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is uh, very understanding <laughs> of our <laughs> relationship because I'm, I'm I knew him before I I met met her. So uh, she she gets it. Right. Uh, and then as a little epilogue, the last day we're packing up camp. The, the the girl that had turned me down from my camp on the first day, she came up to me. She's like, "I'm really horny. I haven't had sex all week. Do you want to go have sex?" And uh, I was like, "Okay." And she's like, "It doesn't mean anything." And I was like, "I don't care what it means. Like, let's go." And uh, we had uh, about one minute of uh, very hot, sweaty, dirty sex on a half deflated uh, mattress, and that was it. That was my sexual odyssey. <laughs> at uh at burning man so at least i did i did manage I mean, to make something happen in the end but uh it was it paled in comparison to what what i had with brian but mission accomplished yeah yeah figured it out wow thank goodness what a journey yeah yeah it was uh it was a good experience Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm the opposite. I tell, like, everybody I love them. Like, Do you? I sign off Zoom meetings. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> all right, buddy, I love you. It's like, we, we, yeah, I'm your accountant. You shouldn't be telling me that. I have become more that I way. just offer it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait till you well, see uh, I mean, how much money I got you back from the IRS before you tell me that. Uh, well, <laughs> this is another sign that I feel like I need to make a trek to the Black Rock Desert and uh, and go to Burning Man. I've had so many friends go and have these sort of these life altering experiences, and and uh, I want a piece of that. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it, I try not to convince people to go because uh, if you don't really want to go on your own, like you shouldn't be convinced of it because there's many annoying, horrible things yeah. about it too. And like all the bad ideas and the good ideas you have, they're like all true, all true there. Um, yeah. But I have I've now been I think five times since that first trek. So I guess I'm super into it. Yeah, you're a burner. Yeah. Do you have uh, a Do you that. have a, a I burner? Hate, I hate calling myself <laughs> that, but I suppose I am. Uh, do you have a Do you have a name like a burner name when you're there? Like uh, I don't have a hardcore one Madison where or... like most people just call me Madison. I, I sometimes people call me the deputy. Uh, because okay, I was helping a guy who's named the douche marshal do some work, so he deputized me. <laughs> uh, we were building, building a shower in our camp. He was the douche marshal. He's also like a bit of a douche, so it was like a double meaning word, but a, a very uh, a very severe. Uh, Kind of mean German guy, but uh, I love him. So I'm his his deputy. <laughs> the douche deputy. Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly. Oh, man. I want a cool Burning Man nickname. Yeah. Yeah. What maybe do you think? I'll take, maybe I'll take be? story time. You know, I could take story time and do story time live at Burning Man. I'm sure the stories would be uh, nonsense and I went to a story or, show I don't there know. and told a story. Oh, really? Heard some stories. And uh, it was much more like... Um, an AA meeting vibe, <laughs> like a super fun story <laughs> hour. Like a lot of people really like opening themselves up in a way. Like, yeah, maybe not yeah. so much. Like maybe close it back down right. a little bit. Like uh, it's a little TMI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, 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 yeah, we were all sitting around in a circle and people would take turns telling their stories. It's like, where's, where's the stage? Where's my mic? Where's the, where's the lights? Where's the time limit? That's the other idea that I've, I've, you know, I, I love theater and I love acting and I've always thought about creating some sort of a show to take to Burning Man that, and to perform there. Um, I don't know if it would be some immersive theater or Midsummer Night's Dream or something. Yeah, there are amazing things like, like that that, be... that are, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's very slapdash and you're like, oh, this is barely yeah. anything. And then there's things where you're like, oh my gosh, people worked for months to like build this art and they have parts and yeah. like it's very immersive and um, the, the people that really like go full in, like it's really cool. You know, last last time the most impressive yeah. thing was you went through this door down an alleyway between like these RVs and then behind it was a little like town with like three different restaurants and three different bars that were all like built, like they'd framed them and they had like, they'd been set decorated and like you went, I went into one and there was a whiskey bar and the guy like just brought, it was a whiskey collector and he brought every whiskey and he'd give you a taste of like any whiskey he had. Like he didn't, it could be really rare, really expensive. And he would tell you about it. And uh, you're like, wow, like these people did this all for free for no reason other than like, I was like, this is cool when I walked in here. Um, so yeah. That stuff is great. Yeah, I want to hear that guy's stories. I want to sit and drink whiskey with him and, yeah. and hear his tales. Yeah, it would be good. Um, are you going to Burning Man? Is Burning Man back now? Is it happening? Uh, yeah, it is happening year? this year for the first, I think they took two years were canceled. It's happening again this yeah. year. A lot of people I, I know from there are going. I am not going. I have two small children oh, yeah. now, so I don't know when I will bring return. them dude <laughs> you see kids out there man there's like camps that are made for like families and you drive by and there's just like half naked kids covered in dust having the best time of their life it just oh, looks like lord man. of the flies um I'm not sure I'm ready to take a kid I feel like I barely survive out there myself <laughs> let alone taking care of a, a child 
you you turn into a child you don't bring the child exactly man you get it you play you it, with the heart of a child yeah. don't bring a child man yeah man. trying to go to the orgy dome with a child that is illegal <laughs> that's illegal man come on yeah you get yeah. it you get the ethos all right. Well, I think I'm ready. You're ready. You know not to bring kids. And uh, right. that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's the main thing. And like, find a find a bro. Find, find a, a bromance find a out bro, there. Man. Find a bro. Well, maybe you'd maybe you'd have luck with the ladies more than I did. Nah, Who knows? I'm, 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 I'm locked down. Oh, okay. I'm shacked up. So, you know, that's a better so, way to though. go. You go out there. There's no expectations <laughs> about that. And you're just, you, you, you spend time on other things. It would be, it would be a, it would be a problem if I was having a lot of sexual success in Burning Man. That would be uh, would really blow up my life. Uh, I think. Several several couples that have had that issue <laughs> out there. So, I uh, I did have a friend who was out there who she got married on the playa mm-hmm. um, after a uh, a pussy eating contest. Age old story. So, yeah, you know, what a meat cute. Yeah. They that's how she met the person she married? <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. I don't think they're still together. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I'm sure it was a, a maybe a short but uh very pleasure-filled uh marriage. Yeah, hopefully an, an amicable divorce. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if the marriages out there have as many legal implications. So, you know, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't yeah, work exactly. out. We got to split our stuff. Like you get this <laughs> half of the of the air mattress, and then I'll take <laughs> these feathers are my feathers. And then you're, that's your boa. And... <laughs> yep, that's what would happen. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, well, that was great. That was, that was a beautiful. That was a beautiful tale. Oh, good. And, Thank uh, you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you shared it. I feel good to have shared it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. First, last, best, worst is a it's a kind of a, a, a game that we like to play on on the pod where uh, we pick a category and then you share your your first experience, your last experience, your best experience and your worst experience in that category. So okay. um, so let's do uh, breakups. So the first the first breakup. Uh, so my first breakup, my, my first girlfriend was in uh, second grade. Right. And uh, this this girl, Jamie, on Valentine's Day brought me a chocolate heart and gave it to me. Yeah. And for uh, a reason, I don't know why I just opened it immediately and shoved the entire thing in my mouth. And this was like <laughs> a three inches by three inches, solid chocolate heart. <laughs> and I like could not get it down all into my little mouth. And I started having trouble breathing and I ended up spitting out half of it onto the ground. And there was like a Brown saliva string yeah. to the ground, get my face wiped up. And she says, will you go out with me? Uh-huh. Like she'd stood there through all of this and uh, she wanted, you know, that's what we called dating in second grade is that's, will you go out that's with That's love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said no and ran away to play <laughs> kickball. Uh, and uh, like she was a very nice girl, a cute girl. I got along with her in class. I was just like so prepubescent like that. I That just like wasn't a thing in my mind right. at this point yeah. in my life. Mostly focused on chocolate and kickball. That was like, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I had your chocolate and now I'm going to play kickball. Like got everything I need here. But I told my mom what happened and she was like really mad at me for like being rude and for like eating the heart right away and not saying thank you. And like, she was like, if you don't like someone, don't accept their gifts under false pretenses. (laughs) And so she, she said I had to apologize and, uh, I apologizing when you're eight is like the worst thing in the world. So I was like, well, I'll just tell her I'll be her boyfriend. I'll just go out with her and that will like solve all this. Yeah. So I told her I would be her boyfriend, by which I mean I told my friends to tell her friends to tell her that we were we were dating. Uh, that day we did not talk at all because what the what the heck do you say to uh, your girlfriend? Right. The next day, my best friend told me he'd heard a rumor that uh, Jamie at Michelle's birthday party had put a tube of chapstick in her vagina. <gasps> that was the rumor going around. Oh my god! Uh, and that he, is a he, aggressive rumor. If it's- I know, yeah. I'd like only recently stopped calling it a budgina. So this was like all very like unknown territory. And I didn't even know what to make of it, but I could tell by the way my friend Brian was telling me like that this was bad, that I couldn't be right. with the girl. So I broke up with her, by which I mean I told Brian to tell her friends to tell her that we were broken up. Uh, so that was my first breakup. Uh, and I handled it horribly. We, we dated for yeah. 24 hours without speaking. And then I, I didn't tell it to her face. Uh, so I feel bad about that one, but I was just, I was in over my head. I, we didn't even get to the bottom of whether the rumor was true or not. You know, that could have been a, false. well, when you hear a rumor like that, I mean, uh, you gotta know it's true. I mean, something like that <laughs> spreading around the playground, there's just no way that that's not totally made up by who knows who. <laughs> oh no. Poor Jamie. I know. Yeah. She, she, it worked. Things worked out for her. She was, a, she, she grew into a beautiful woman, was very popular in high school. I did not date anyone until college. So, uh, I really, uh, I missed the boat. I missed the boat on that one. Well, I hope she's doing okay today. Yeah, me she, too. Me too. Um, Jamie, if you're out there, we, we, we love, I love you. <laughs> you guys would be a good fit. <laughs> okay. So that was the, the first, what about the, the last breakup? Uh, the last breakup was uh, the woman I dated before I met my wife. 
So this is, I've been married for nine years now. So, so a while ago. Uh, And uh, I'd been dating her for four months. And on New Year's Eve, or maybe two months, sorry, on New Year's Eve, we'd been dating for two months and she told me she loved me. And I like in that moment was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is like love for me, but like it was New Year's Eve and we were having a nice evening and it was like the midnight kiss. And so I said it back. I said, I love you too. And I kind of convinced me, I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's a slow burn. And like, I do really like her. I enjoy my time with her. And like, maybe this is the beginning of a very healthy sort of like love. Uh, and then two months later, she, she dumped me. Uh, and I was kind of like, what the, like, you told me you love me. I like, <laughs> I was still easing into the thing and you told me that. And now like, you're out, you're just gone. Like, um, and so I was, it was not a long relationship and, and I was not fully committed, but it was uh, a frustrating one. And, uh, and then, uh, like two or three months later, I, I started dating my wife. And uh, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like when you're in love. It's not like, oh, maybe I should say it back. It's like, oh, I'm dying yeah. to say it. I can't wait to say it. I hope she says it back, um, which I knew. But she was your good luck chuck. Yeah, she was. She was, um, I guess. Uh, and that was uh, with Eckhart. That was the only th- like two weeks after that. She came over to talk and we had that's the only time I've ever had breakup sex in my life, which was uh, oh wow, odd, uh, but like somewhat cool, I guess. Was it at Burning Man? <laughs> it was not. No, no, it was. At, I ran into uh, her at. Just at the, outside of the orgy dome. And I was like, are you going there? She was like, yeah. I'm I need a plus one to get in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Now that's a meat cute. Uh, so that's my last breakup. I hope I hope it's the last breakup uh, of my life. Yeah, me too. Okay, so then uh, what about what about your... So I guess your first... No, we did for... Okay, so that, let's do your, uh, your best... This is a weird one, but your best breakup. My best... Uh, Breakup was, let me think, what was the the easiest, the easiest yeah. one? Most amicable. This was like not quite a breakup because we weren't really dating, but um, I was dating this, like it wasn't serious, but I was dating this girl. I'd gone out a few times right. and she at some point was like, hey, I think we're getting too serious and I think we should, we should stop. I'm like looking to kind of just casually date. I'm seeing other people. And I was like, oh yeah, me too. Like no, no pressure. I don't know if that came across, but I'm not really looking for a girlfriend at the moment anyway. So if you're just using this as an excuse not to date me, all cool, enjoy your life. But if you were just worried about like hurting my feelings, like we can continue dating and seeing each other. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. And so we just like saw each other a couple times a month for like three months. And then I started dating someone. I was like, hey, uh, I am, I'm going to get into an exclusive relationship now. um, So this has to stop. And she was like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And if it doesn't work out, you can reach out. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is like, this is like adult. This is just like a, yeah. a business deal where like we hang out, we like each other. We would like talk about other people we're dating. I would like drop her off. She was like, yeah, we dropped me off this farmer's market. I'm meeting a guy for a date. I'm like, sure. Have a great time. Uh, the beauty, so was, the beauty of communication. Just yeah, it was, it was on, uh, firing was on all cylinders. That's like how I want all breakups to go. That's the only time it's ever happened in my life where I'm just like, we'll just sit down, have a conversation, shake hands and part as friends. Yeah. Uh, and that no that emotions involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We both know it's it's it should end. So let's right. simultaneously decide. Perfect. That is a good one. Uh, okay. So then we'll we'll close it out with the worst breakup. There's there's one where I really got crushed, uh, yeah. but that was just like the that's that's game. what I want to hear. That's I what led. Hear the, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. really the hard break. That's the one that led to uh, to Burning Man. <laughs> I was I was thirty. <laughs> I'd, I'd lived with the girl for three years and. Uh, one of those ones where in retrospect, you're like, oh, of course that was coming. But in the moment, I had I had no idea. I was just like, ah, she's really going through something for these six months where she's distant and hanging out with other guys a lot. Um, and like, I, um, at one point, she was hanging out with this guy a lot. 
And I like met up with him. And it was like kind of hard to meet up with him. Every time I texted him, they were like somewhere else. I kind of knew the guy and kind of considered him mm-hmm. a friend. And then I finally caught up with them. And I walked in and I kind of saw the way they were talking to each other in a booth at the bar. And I was like, oh, I think I'm interrupting a a date that my girlfriend is on. That's the like energy and vibe that's happening here. Ah. And like I sat down and we're chatting and I'm like, why do I feel like the third wheel when I'm here with my girlfriend Mm. Uh, and another guy? Um, And so eventually I like, I I hung on really a long, long time. I wrote her this very long love letter, like 10 pages, left it for her before I was going on a trip. You know, I love you. I will work through whatever's going on. Like I'm always here for you. And, uh, I just like the first part of the trip, I just waited for her to like call in tears saying like how sorry she was and that she loved me. And, and instead she just like texted like, thanks for the letter. I was like, Oh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> that's the, uh, the follow up to the 10 page love letter is uh thanks. Thanks for the letter and the flowers. Uh, Via text. So I kind of knew it was over and I had to sort of force her to break up with me. Cause like I was, I didn't, I didn't want it to end. I was still in love. And so one day I was like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm just going through something. I was like, uh, that's not enough of an answer anymore. Like what is happening? Like why? Yeah. It really seems like you don't want to be in this. And then she said, yeah, I don't. Um, and, and then she dated the guy I thought she was dating. She was <laughs> hanging around a lot with like three months later. Um, and so I was just, yeah, I was very crushed for, for two or three months. Um, but then I found solace in the... Was there cheating going on or did they... Uh, she claims no. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I never had a definitive proof. I just, uh, at the very least, she was emotionally moving on to this new guy. And then yeah. ultimately, you know, when, when I, f- I ran into her and I was like, oh, I heard you and that guy are dating now. And she's like, yeah, that was a surprise. I was like, not to me. And she's <laughs> like, oh, well. <laughs> so I don't know. Was how. this also outside of the orgy dome? Uh, yes. Yes. Basically all like, of these. you said you couldn't go with me. <laughs> now you're here and you have a plus one. What? All of these interactions from all your stories, I'm just imagining taking place outside of the orgy. <laughs> just, just me waiting outside the orgy dome trying to talk. Yeah, to you're in. in with me. You're in this brave heart wolf head. You know, blue blue <laughs> yeah. tights. Yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah. I'm picturing all of these. But, you know, ultimately, I I found uh, a very charming London English chap, and, and it all exactly. worked out for me. So well, yeah. So, yeah, I that was the, the most. Two, I hope the two of you. I hope the two of you never never break up. I hope that relationship lasts. I can't imagine what would what would happen to to break us apart because when you've when you've done LSD with someone man that connection yeah that binds can't you. be shattered <laughs> yeah forever well beautiful well uh Madison, thank you so much for for your stories I really appreciate you yeah my pleasure thanks for having me on Well, that about does it for this week's episode of Hashtag Storytime. Thanks again to Madison. Make sure to head on down to Description Town for them sweet, sweet links. Also, take a second and hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We've got a great story from internet sensation Shonda's Magic. Give us a call at the Storytime Hotline, 323-741-1873, and tell us your story to be featured on an upcoming Listener Tales episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot, and I literally read every single one. Hashtag Storytime is produced by iHeartRadio and Curativity Productions. Hosted by Will McFadden. Sound designed by Tony Maddox. Written by Will McFadden and Jason Shapiro. Produced by Jason Shapiro and Daniela Mora. Theme song by Scott Simons.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.